What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 145, and this week we welcome Jostin Pease to the podcast. Man, this is a hell of an episode. Get to talk to him a lot about West Coast sneaker culture, the start of Fairfax, and just his work with in music and opportunities he's gotten. And it's just a really cool episode, but definitely wanted to talk about the live show that took place on October 24th. In case you just the first time you've listened to this ep- this this uh, show, this is the first time you heard that there was a live show, which I started getting today that they didn't know a live show was happening, which let me just say Twitter. I promoted it on everything. Twitter, TikTok, IG. I didn't put it on threads, but. I had a live show on October 24th at the comedy the comedy shop. I almost said the comedy store. <laughs> no, not there. But the comedy shop, uh, shout out to Chris Cheney for allowing me to hop on uh, sold sold out comedy. And it was a hell like the comedy lineup was crazy. The then jumping right into the show after that was I mean, when I tell you I was nervous, I'm gonna tell you I was nervous. And if you were there, you, I would, I, I mean, I hope you had a great time. And if you're listening to this and you were there, thank you for, for coming out. We had an amazing guest, Jesse Villanueva, who worked at A-Life for a good long time, currently runs Thumpers NYC, and which is a really cool clothing brand. So it was, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Uh, I'm still debating on when I should or when well, when I should or should I put it up, and or when will I put it up? If I put it up, I would love a little like if anybody is really really like hyped to see the first live show, please let me know. Would love to hear some feedback on that because it was the first live show, so I ain't gonna tell you it's smooth. It's not like every episode like like. Oh, it's definitely not like every episode of this podcast. I was, like I said, I was nervous, but got through it. And I will say there will be another one. I want to say, I just don't know when the logistics to put on a live show is, let's just say daunting. But like I said, maybe there'll be another one. Maybe they won't. There won't. I don't know. But bother Chris Cheney. Actually, hit him up and not that Cheney on Instagram. Tell him you tell him you want another live show. And if there's enough people bugging him, I'm I'm pretty sure he'll hit me up and be like, "Yo, we need to do a live show soon." So until then, just like this podcast, shout out to y'all for supporting. Shout out for everyone that came out. Shout out to the guest. Shout out to Chris Cheney and. It's wild. 145 episodes. So this week, Josh jobs, j- jumps on. And, you know, Josh, if you are familiar with Josh, Josh does a podcast called The Black Print, which I've been listening to for a really long time. And also, uh, he does it with Justin J5, who I've had on this podcast a couple times. So it's like full circle just to, to have Josh on. And it was, it was real cool. Love. Uh, you know, he he currently does a lot of stuff with artists, with music artists, and he just recently opened up his like most recent line of 
Ain't Shit Funny. So on to where you can find Josh. You can find him at Ash at Joshton Pease. I don't know why I'm fumbling today. At Joshton Pease, J-O-S-H-T-O-N-P-E-A-S. You can hit a, hit him up there. Uh, follow the black print at the B-L-K-P-R-I-N-T pod. That These are all social medias, all social medias. Visit his and cop some merch from AintShitFunny.com. That's Ain't, A-I-N-T, Shit, S-H-I-T, Funny.com. All this stuff, of course, will be in the description of this podcast. And, you know, show show some support, show some love. Definitely check out the Black Print. It's a really good podcast. I mean, after you listen to this one, but yes, it's a really good podcast. <laughs> and you know where to find your boy. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod. Follow the podcast, or well, subscribe and follow the podcast on YouTube and TikTok at My First Kicks. Please, I need subscribers. Really would love to, well, not only monetize, but also would love to get the ball rolling on youtube youtube podcast is a big thing trying to jump in there as much as i can uh trying to tell more stories out here i love you know i love everybody's stories and the more eyes on the product the easier the guests are to get so hit me up with your my first kick story again i don't know why i'm fumbling hit your hit me with your my first kick story at my first kicks pod at gmail.com and on to this week's guest, Josh and Pease. Hey, Josh, welcome to the podcast. Man, thank you for having me, bro. No, nah, man, this is a big honor. You know, I've been listening to Black Print since, well, since I had J5 on the podcast. So, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, it, I just, one thing about like listening to you guys talk is it's refreshing because, like, I don't, I, like, I'm so used to, well, uh, podcast just being two white guys. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Once I was like, I was like, let me find like stuff. Let me find like people who look like me that actually like, you know, that they are interested in stuff like me too. Um, but, you know, after that, it branched off into finding the whole RNC network and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I heard, I just heard about what happened with the AMP stuff too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. Um, RIP AMP, uh, yeah. great platform, um, uh, gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it comes back in some iteration. I think it's, it's good technology. It's, it's a good idea. Um, you know, it just didn't kind of pan out the way the team thought it would. But um, but absolutely loved our time there. Uh, we have a show coming up this week, actually. We're going to be our final show. We're going to bring some guests on. So definitely come check it out. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check it. This is going to this is going to drop after it the week after. Oh, okay. So so. My bad. Um, yeah, but... yeah, no. Well, <laughs> missed it. There'll be a replay. You know, we always do the replays on um, on our uh, channel, the Black Print channel. So, and yeah, like you said, I mean, thank you for you know the kind words. I think for us, we wanted to create um, a platform where people like us, who sounded like us, talk like us, talk about the things we talk about. So, um, you know, I, I always am appreciative when people tell me they listen to it and just kind of uh, connect with it because that's what it was brought here for. No, yeah, facts. I, I'm. One thing about, especially like doing this podcast too, and and getting tossed into that on on TikTok, oh not TikTok, on Twitter, people were like asking me like, you know, oh yeah, we need more like, uh, uh, they were like pulling me up, be like, yo, we need more black voices. I'm just like, 
listen, I am I'm I'm Brazilian and Bangladesh. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not straight black. Don't don't throw me in there. But that yeah. I, I felt I felt weird. I felt weird about it. But I I know that you know people of color's voices aren't just like you know. It's always like like the best thing about like the group chat is that it's the group chat. But once you turn the group chat into a podcast, I, I think people just be like, "Nah, we we gonna get canceled at like twenty episodes in or something." Yeah, I mean, I think you know the world we live in is, could be a little too PC sometimes. I think we consume a lot of media besides podcasts, TV, and movies, and and music that's super violent and and should be canceled. <laughs> so we should at least have the um the space to kind of say things that people you know might not agree with and still. Um, understand where they're coming from and have, you know, a conversation. Um, But yeah, it is interesting how, you know, you kind of take the group chat to the podcast space and it's like, oh, you can't say that. (laughs) That's the way of the world, I guess. Yeah, it's facts. Uh, But for people, uh, people listening who aren't familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, my my name is Joshton Pease, (laughs) J-O-S-H-T-O-N Pease. I'm just a kid from California, man, Uh, born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, I'll tell people all the time I'll probably never leave. Um, I've worked in music pretty much all my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, even before I worked in music, I always just had um, a very big interest in music and the music business. you know, and I, I just think that that interest has taken me to so many different places and, and so many different spaces from, you know, the advertising world to tech, um, to streetwear. Um, and, you know, I just try to represent myself and represent where I come from in all those spaces. Yo, I mean, you, you're way farther than I would ever think I would be if I was in music. So, <laughs> so but it's, it's wild. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, I think, you know, I, 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 I did this exercise actually on the show, me, J5, and uh, Mark. We did this exercise where we, like, you know, we were just trying to reminisce, or not even reminisce, but just curious what our younger self would think of who we are currently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my younger self uh, would absolutely be proud. Um, I've just so, you know, I've taken this passion and, you know, really just this hobby, and I've turned it into a career. And, you know, I think that's something... Um, that a lot of people would dream of doing. So I'm never, um, I never take it for granted. I'm always thankful, um, you know, just a lot of gratitude to the universe for bringing me here. Yeah, facts, man. And, you know, let's hard pivot right into the question that I, the question that I ask everybody each week. And that question mm-hmm. is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Um, and this wasn't my first pair of kicks. I, I've been a sneaker head all my life. I think that I was passed on from my mom and my dad and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the first pair of shoes, I was like, yo, I need those. It's probably uh, the Gary Payton glove, Nike hey. glove. Um, the black, I just remember the black pair those. or the green pair? Yeah, I had, I had so many pairs. I had the white and black when I was younger. Um, I had the white and red. Um, these might have been like the Sunday glove by then, I actually. Um, and I was just one of those shoes I just love. Like, I think that was like the first new shoe technology where I had the zipper that was just different. And, and mm-hmm. I remember like running those into the ground. Um, I remember one time I wore my white and red pair. I was going to my aunt's house. And I jumped out of the car and stepped in a pile of shit. And I was heartbroken, man. I was like, I mean, I, at that time, I was just like, oh, I'll never get this shit off these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like scrubbing them on the ground, like, you know, take them to some water hose and trying to get it out. My grandmother was, or not my grandmother, but my auntie was like, yeah, you can't, you can't bring those shoes in the house. Like, leave them on the porch. Oh, and man. I don't know. I just, yeah, those shoes were never the same. But um, <laughs> absolutely, Gary Payton glove. Um, 
that was one of my favorite. That's still one of my favorite shoes. I have like a couple pairs right now in my closet. I'm looking um, for. I've been looking for a pair for a good minute. Yeah, I've been looking for like the OG '90s pair. Like if I could find like a white and red pair, like you know, one of them crazy colors they came out with back then, um, that would make my shoe collection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me read a little bit. Uh, this is going to be the 2013 uh, release of the glove, uh, just for the listeners to get a you know a little bit background of the shoe. Uh, Nike reissues Gary Payton's uh, signature Air Zoom Flight silhouette from 1998 with. Uh, minimalist makeup that features a black and white construction named the glove as a nod to Gary Payton's nickname the shoe sports an exterior sheath with a zippered construction that conceals the laces the sneaker reveals red accents on the monkey paw tech which I didn't even know that was the name of that uh, Mm -hmm. along the inner booty system uh, while the zoom air unit in the forefoot and heel offers cushioning yeah, no, and that's one thing people didn't notice, you know, if you, like, unzip it and roll it down, mm-hmm. that, like, exoskeleton was, like, supposed to be, like, a monkey paw, and um, it was just dope. Like, you know, Gary Payton was one of my favorite basketball players, too, so that that really made it one of my favorite shoes. I remember meeting him, too, and being like, yo, like, I had all your shoes growing up. He was like, man, that's what's up. So, shout out to Gary Payton. Um, shout out to Gary Payton Jr., too. Gary Payton II. Um, he's a yeah. NBA. I actually met him when he, like, was younger. He was, like, mm-hmm. an odd future fan, and he was at one of the concerts, so. Shout out to them. Man, that's wild. The See, like, I remember going to Foot Locker here, because I'm, I mean, I'm from New York, and and so, like, going to Foot Locker, seeing the, the, the glove on, uh, the shoes on, on the wall, picking them up and be like, yo, this is crazy. And then they were selling, like, a two-pack of, like, the you, so you can change the outside mm. on those. I don't know. I don't know if it's these specifically or if it's the son of the gloves, but... I was like, this is why, like, it, it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might have been the son of the glove. I think yeah. that's when they started doing it where you can interchange them. I don't know if I ever had those, actually. Um, I might have. I don't know. I just, because I, I, I had so many pairs of those. I had, like, at least, when I was younger, I had at least three or four pairs. And then I, when I got older, when I re-released them, I had, like, a couple pairs, too. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just... That was like, you know, and if you look at that shoe now, it's very much in vogue now. You see so many shoes with zippers mm-hmm. and just that minimalistic style. Like, that's very much a high fashion shoe. Um, you know, I love wearing them with, like, cargo pants or, like, some type of, like, uh, cargos or camouflage or, you know, just something that has, like, a wide uh, a wide leg. Um, I think that's just perfect shoe to just throw your jeans well, over. You in luck. Jinko jeans are coming back, man. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull them out, man. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what was uh, what was like, high, what was like high school like for you? What, were you were you popping? Was yeah, no. Nah, high school was high school is one of the best times of my life, and um, I say that very cautiously because a lot of people peak in high school, and, and that's just it for them. Um, but no, nah, I had a great time. I had a great group of friends who were some of those guys are still my friends to this day. Most of them, honestly. Um, growing up in LA for me was very much like. I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe because I think LA is such a unique place. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, high school was dope. I think my shoe collection in high school probably wasn't the best or the greatest just because like around that time it was like, you know, I, I think it was like the 80s styles kind of creeping back in. So I remember wearing like a lot of Chucks and I, I I was wearing Pumas in high school and like Air Forces were always my thing. So I was wearing Air Forces too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just a lot of different shit. Air Force Twos. That was, I was kind of big in high school. Yeah, I was. I was an Air Force Two guy as well. Yeah, yeah. So Air Force uh, high school at least was when I was a little more adventurous. New Balances. I wore a lot of those in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I still was like always just a sneakerhead at heart. I think there was never a time where I was like, oh, I'm wearing boots or oh, I'm into Doc Martens or you know, like I just mm-hmm. never. Even to this day, I'm not big on that. I have a few dress shoes and things like that, but. Um, I'm pretty much still a sneaker guy. You don't got the Louis Vuittons ready? Nah, hell no. Nah. I got <laughs> some Marnie boots and some other shit. You what know, was what was the outfit you? I mean, what did you wear to Rock Nation brunch? Because I remember listening to that. You know what? Um, it's funny when I went to Rock Nation brunch, I definitely wore shoes or sneakers, mm-hmm. um, and it definitely didn't let me in. Uh, <laughs> and it was I don't think it was because of my outfit, honestly. Uh, it was just a cloud thing at that point. <laughs> I, I think I had a pretty good outfit on for that, but you know, shit happens. Man, that's wild. Uh, what was I gotta know? What was the first job where you were like, "All right, I'm gonna buy a pair of kicks," and, and what was the first first pair? Oh yeah, one of my first jobs was at um, Macy's in the Beverly Center, um, and that was like in high school. Um, I bought a lot of clothes at that time, especially just because I was working at a clothing store. Mm-hmm. Sneaker-wise, I'm trying to think. What sneaker? Oh, you know what? I know exactly what it was. It was a Jordan 5, the Grapes. Oh, okay. Um, man, I remember I bought those off of... Um, it wasn't Nike Talk. It was an ISSS. ISS, one of the- yeah, ISS yeah. Forums. Yeah, I bought them off of there for some random guy, like, just... Just on the forum, haggled mm-hmm. with him, negotiated. <laughs> I needed those though. That was definitely one of my favorite shoes in high school. Um, I remember buying those like one of my first checks. I actually need to rebuy those. That's definitely one of my favorite Jordans that I don't own currently. Mm-hmm. That I mean, the grapes are iconic. There's definitely like the metallic fives are super iconic. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have I have the supreme ones. Those, yeah, yeah, those are crazy. I I mean that that camo supreme joint was. I mean, that one was like that was it. I was like, I remember trying a little bit hard for those, but I was I was working. I used to work and go to school, so like I would work and then all the way up to go to school, and then so I was there was no, no real time. yeah there was no free time to be like all right I'm gonna go wait in line for a pair of kicks. So Actually, I uh, <laughs> I got those online when they dropped. I just oh, yeah? walked to the draw like I actually got and I got the black ones or metallic I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is crazy. This is like the first because the black ones were probably the most limited, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I kind of won some shit. And it was like, oh, this, yeah, like, or not won, but just kind of got through that box yeah. system everybody is using." <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, that that the way Supreme was dropping was it was like you you either you have to you have to get in right at like two fifty nine or else it's over for you. So like, (laughs) um, but yeah, that camo, the camo fives were, I wanted those pretty bad and no, never happened for me. So, (laughs) um, like, oh, you mentioned that, you know, your, your mom got you on the sneakers. Like, how did that happen? Like where, where did, where did your love from sneakers? Like, how did that happen? I mean, I think just for me, it's just growing up in LA, like my mom just always made sure me and my brother and my sister just always presentable and like, you know. I look back at pictures of us, you know, taking family photos and me and my brother and matching outfits and same kicks, same everything. So it was just really just us. It was just us. Um, you know, it was just, it was just the, the, the culture that we grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. My mom grew up in LA. She's from Belize originally. Um, 
and yeah, we just, you know, just always had to look the part. Um, and, you know, sneakers was a big part of that. So it's just what it was being a 90s kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, being a 90s kid was wild. But that, that's the, like, we were, I, what was I reading? Something about, like, we were part of the generation where we grew up with technology or something like that, where it's like, yeah. we, we, we're, we're, we're some of the people that, we know what it feels like to not have a phone and not have the internet, to know what it is to be on the internet, and then to know what it is to be always on the internet now. So, like, we lived through, like, three different generations of, <laughs> I guess, progression? I don't know if you want to call it progression. <laughs> no, that's real. I think, you know, I remember being outside and not having a phone even. And mm-hmm. I remember my first cell phone and first time having internet and I had like a, a web TV instead of a computer. And like, now it's like, I probably couldn't function without my phone. Like, I, it's just the way of life. So I, I definitely think we, we got a taste of all of that. Um, and you know, it, it's a gift and a curse. I think, you know, these kids coming up nowadays grew up all on technology and they might be a little more savvy and a little more, um, just, uh, forward, forward thinking. Mm-hmm. but I think they kind of miss out on the socializing aspect and just being outside and having to make friends and just having to fend for yourself really to have those street smarts. No. Yeah. Uh, were you part, like, were, did you get to see like how Fairfax Ave became? Cause you said you're like, you were in LA proper. Like you would. Yeah, no, nah, that's definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I would, um, without a doubt say I'm a reason, part of the reason why Fairfax is what it is now. Um, mm-hmm. I remember going on Fairfax and there was no stores over there besides Supreme and like Diamond and mm-hmm. the hundreds on the other side. And, you know, that was just like a safe haven for us. Like, you know, being inner city kids and going to school. Um, I went to Hollywood High, which was a little past Fairfax. And like I have friends that went all to these different schools, but like we went and hung out on Fairfax after school. That was just mm-hmm. the place to be. Partly because of the high school right there, which a bunch of our friends went to. And then also just because, you know, we all kind of came up in that skate culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I remember just being one of those kids that was just on the block, just hanging out, um, you know, causing trouble. To I was going to say, what is the craziest thing you've seen on that block? Um, man, I've seen a fucking whole pizza shop burn down. <laughs> Jesus, how did that happen? <laughs> I forgot how it happened. I, I forgot. It was something that happened when like a tree catching on fire and a pizza uh-huh. shop caught on fire. Um, this shit was crazy, though. I, I've seen a lot on that block. I've seen, you know, car accidents, people fighting, like, uh, random people. Like, I just randomly came across a photo of, like, me and Kid Cudi, like, way back. And, like, I, I forgot I even I took this photo. But, um, but yeah, just shit like that. It's like, you know, I remember the first time seeing Future over there. And, you know, I remember bringing Drake over there and, like, walking with Drake to the fucking our future story go buy a piece and carrot seed and like mm-hmm. you know just those moments before you know people were who they are now um it was just a little quieter back then but now it's like you know it's it's fairfax is its own thing now it's kind of crazy to think about yeah i mean it, i went there so i the first time i went to la i was like super like 2017 is when the first time i finally was just like you know what i'm gonna just get a credit card and I'm going to go straight to LA. And, and I went to Fairfax and I immediately was like, yeah, this is like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause like, I don't know if you've been to Soho when Supreme was there, like, mm-hmm. but like way back, 
uh, before the, before it blew up, and it used to just be like everybody's just chilling. Like you just stand out front, like your day just yeah. compromised of just standing out front of Supreme and just talking to people. And so, and I used to do that a lot too. And when I went over there, I was thinking that I was gonna get that same thing, but I think because it was 2017 and and the burb the bubble on Supreme was about yeah. to like you know. I felt like it was about to blow up at that point when I was going, it was, I didn't get to like really converse converse with anybody. And like, I wanted to go to round two too, because I know that they're a lot more personable in there. And that was like early on, but I didn't even get to do that. And I, I, I I wanted to experience Fairfax for Fairfax, but I couldn't, I just was too late. I think. No, it's, it's a evolving, um, micro note organ. I don't know. It's a, it's Fairfax is very much, um, it wasn't what it was back then. It's still evolving right now. Um, I was just over there today because one of my favorite burger spots, Trophies, is over there. Mm-hmm. And it's just changed a lot, man. Like, you know, I was there, like, right when school let out. I see all the kids going by, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, that's the same energy because kids is always going to be that that um, that um boost for whatever the scene is. But mm-hmm. it, just, it, isn't, um, it just isn't what it used to be. And that's cool. I think that things yeah. are supposed to change. But um, but yeah, uh, I can understand going to a place and be like, oh, I thought it was gonna be like this, and, and it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, how? Because you recently came to went to Japan, so like, yeah. was it? What did you get that feeling? Was it like, oh hell, this is crazy? No, I've, I've been to Japan a few times yeah. or twice. This is, this is my second trip. I love Japan, man. I think every time I go there, I'm just amazed and and. And enthralled, and I fall in love with the country and the, and, mm-hmm. and the city that I'm going to. Um, like I went to Tokyo, Osaka, um, Tokyo, Osaka, and what's the one other city I'm blanking on right now? Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it, man. I think for me, that's the place I've always just dreamed about. Yeah, and um, you know, being able to go and really soak it in and, and do it the right way. Um, you know, I look forward to going there for an extended period of time. Like maybe I'll live there one day. That's wild. I mean, that's one of my dream places to go to. And they're like, their sneaker scene there is absolutely nuts. Like all the mm-hmm. stores there are just holding on to old vintage stuff that's never been worn. Like, it, I don't know yeah. if you were, uh, I don't know if you were, did you ever get to like visit like Worm or? Yeah, yeah. I actually went to Worm, Worm, Worm last time I was there. They got a ton of shit in there, but it's just a lot of small sizes. They got like I wear twelve, so they have some twelves and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely like a. Um, it's like you know that's one of those places where you got to kind of like really dig and like really just spend a, a half a day at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, it's sneakers are so universal and worldwide that's like you're not going to see anything there that you haven't seen in the states. So that yeah. was, that was my assessment. I mean, but like, I feel like they're over there. They have so much like older stuff. Like, you really would like, oh, let me get, you know, some some stuff from the '90s. I feel like you get you'd find it there, and it's a lot harder to find out here. Eh, I mean, not not at Worm, at least. I think you might find some older stuff, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it isn't such a hidden gem anymore. So mm-hmm. it's like everybody that went through there. Like the week before I got there, Uzi was there. He spent like thirty thousand dollars. So it's mm-hmm. like. People know about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta find now. You gotta find the hidden spot, and then you go. All right, I mean, let me let me text this to a couple people, and then then that's it. Nobody else sees it. 
that's, that's what you gotta do for sure. Because <laughs> I mean, the, the word dead stock. I mean, well, the term, the original term of dead stock does not exist anymore. Like, you're never gonna no. be able to find a where. Like, you're not gonna go to some mom and pop shop anymore because they're all about to close and or they are closed and be like, yo, I just found a whole lot of 1987 Air Max ones. Like, it's never, never gonna happen yeah. again like that. <laughs> yeah, those days are over with. The uh, I mean, so I'm not very uh, well versed on the sneaker scene in L.A. I know like the main shops, but like how was sneaker culture celebrated out there? Because I know, you know, out here in New York, we had we had a couple shops. We had the artist that would be like, you know, you'd get your hazes, your stash, um, yeah. you know, Futuras from here. So like what I, I want to know, like what were you able to witness and like how like what was the sneaker because like i have people on here they'd be like you know cortez's was it or you know um i'm trying to think what else the other ones are i don't know slip on vans i don't know i feel like somebody said slip on vans are crazy out there one time (laughs) no we definitely had our moments of just like sneakers like that like the cortez of course is like a, a california los angeles staple i think that's probably more so for like the latin culture i think mm-hmm. you know growing up that's just what they wore and just and not just solely but i think that was something that was really big there um when i was like in high school vans were big just because that was just the pack and you know there's just that was a time where it's like you know you could find a cheap shoe and kind of latch on to it. skate culture was kind of having this moment so that was mm-hmm. just that um but you know we, la has always been like a to, to you know contrary to you know, what people believe, LA's always been a sneaker hub. You know, we've always had, you know, Mr. Cartoon Air Forces. And, um, you know, I, I feel like SB's really kind of made their mark in Los Angeles more than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was big when I was younger. Like, I remember, like, all the SB drops and all the skate shops that I just knew of and would just go to. And, like, you know, I remember that was like a point where it's like, okay, we reselling sneakers now. So like we're going to Val Surf in the Valley because that was one of the first SB accounts. We're going to Brooklyn Projects because mm-hmm. that was one of the first SB accounts. And like, you know, we're getting everything that's coming out. The What the Dunks, the Mork and Mindy's, the, the Dinosaur Juniors. Like SB's really was like a real big pivotal moment in my high school era. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think LA's always had like a sneaker culture. You know, we've always been, you know, we've had... Like I said, Air Force has always been my favorite shoe, so I always was always looking for the hot Air Forces or just shit that people didn't have. And even the yeah. stuff that people had, it's like, how'd you wear it? How'd you freak it? Um, you know, when when they were doing the customized forces, that was a big thing here. Airbrushed and mm-hmm. Gucci and Louis Vuitton print. Um, you know, I think that's just always, always been around. Um, I think we're not like in the mainstream culture looked at as a sneakerhead place, but we definitely get down out here. Look, I have to jump in here to talk about a change I've decided to make in my mornings. A lot of my friends are coffee drinkers, and simply, I'm not. Caffeine hits me so hard that every cup is like a cup of espresso for me. Recently, I've been t- decided to take these shots called Magic Mind. Now, let me tell you. These do wonders. I don't get the jitteriness of a cup of coffee from one shot of Magic Mind. Also, I don't even have to force myself to sip a cup of coffee throughout the day and risk staying up all night. Magic Mind has helped me with my morning routine. Also, it's helped me focus 
on creating content after a long day of work. It's even helping me while recording this podcast that you're listening to and or watching right now. Shout out to those nootropics in every shot. Even though I have a low caffeine tolerance, if you are the opposite of me and you love a cup of joe, guess what? Magic Mind actually helps your body hold on to that caffeine from that cup of coffee all day. Magic Mind is made of all natural ingredients, like matcha. I mean, that's where I get my boost. Ashwagandha to help you relieve stress and anxiety, which you know I need before I bring on a guest. And also, cordyceps mushrooms. But, but, it's not like the ones that you've seen on The Last of Us. Instead of taking your immune system away, like those do, this one helps your immune system. But, if you're interested in joining me in boosting your mornings, visit magicmind.com mykick20 for 56% off your first subscription. And also, 20% off of a one-time purchase. And listen, if you are not feeling the magic like I am feeling the magic, Magic Mind has a 100% money-back guarantee. No questions asked. But I've been telling everyone about Magic Mind because it has really been helping me with my everyday. So, don't forget to use magicmind.com slash mykick20 for 56% off your subscription and get a 30-pack today. I feel like you guys are. Uh, there was, I don't know if you were able to visit this, but uh, I think Soul, is a Soul Collector or Soul something? So, uh, had like an, a sneaker, not a bar, but it was like an actually like, like, like a sneaker lounge for like a little bit, hmm. I think. Yeah, I don't know if I visit. I don't know if I visit. I know Soul, maybe Soul Stage, or uh, I, I probably I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. That's the thing with me and sneakers now. Like, I get in and get out. Like, I go, I, I go get my sneakers that I want. I go home. I'm not really in the culture of it anymore. I'm not yeah, just hanging yeah. out with people and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, to your point, it's like if you go down Fairfax and Merrow's now, it's ninety percent sneaker resale resale stores. Yeah. So it's like still big here. Yeah, I mean, what's what's your take on on sneaker resale stores? Like, what's your what's your? I mean, I feel like it's, it's too many at this point. Like, I think you know a lot of them are selling the same thing. You know, Panda Dunks and Dunks mm-hmm. and different variations. Um, I'm curious how that's a business model um, more than anything. Same. I'm. I think. I think there's some money laundering going on, but that's just that's just my my, my hot take on that, you know. I, but I've had I've had uh, Chris from Syndicate on, so I, I, Syndicate is like when I'm when I'm gonna go out there for Complex Con, I'm definitely gonna pass by and say what up to to the people at Syndicate. Yeah, I was gonna say Syndicate still. That's that's one of the spots I frequent. Like mm-hmm. even when I'm trying to sell shoes and buy shoes, I think you know. Shout out to the team there, uh, Manny, uh, Chris. I love what they're doing, man. I love the podcast that they have going on. I love the community that they've built off of that shop. Yeah. Um, and they get it. They've been around Riff and Round 2. And mm-hmm. just to see them have their own thing. I love the clothing they're doing. Just the way they present themselves on social media. It's dope, man. I, I really appreciate them. And, and, you know, big shout out to what they've, what they've built in a short time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm very curious. How did you link up with Anwar? And 
you know, the whole carrots and peas, man. Because, like, I know a little bit yeah. about it, but I don't know, like, the full grand scope of it. Honestly, it was just like in high school, man. Like, we um, we both went to the same high school for ninth grade, LA High. And, um, you know, Anwar was one of those kids who he came from the East Coast, so he kind of had that sensibility of East Coast shit going on. Um, I was just a kid in LA, just into music and into, you know, clothing and things like that. And we just connected on that level. Um, streetwear kind of brought us together, too. It was like, you know, Peas and Carrots literally was a streetwear brand from its inception. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, we were together like, oh, we got to think of a, a streetwear name or a clothing line name. And Peas and Carrots just came. And then from there, we had a blog. Um, then we started managing an artist and just start to snowball from there. But, um, but yeah, no, it's just really just us being in school and just having, um, you know, similarities and things that we can kind of like discuss over lunch. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely fire. Like I didn't get into the blog era. I mean, we were, I think, did we, did we, cause I know I live, I you listen to the blog era podcast and I listen to the blog era yeah. podcast too, but it was just like, that's an era where I was like, I saw it. But I didn't really like partake in in, in it, um, yeah. and it, like listen to it. I was like, I, I was like, this is wild. But having a blog back then was, I wish I, I wish I feel like I wish I should have done one. But it's all obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. But 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 the like just the idea of like starting a blog just seems so, I, don't know, I guess daunting to me. So like, how were you able to to do it? I mean, it started with, like, you know, we had a blog spot. And it was just us just, like, it was our like, high school adventures. We'd go hang on Fairfax, take photos, go to a party after, take photos, hanging with, you know, going to lunch with our friends, taking photos. So it was just really just us just documenting our lives. And, like, you know, a lot of it might have been mundane to us and people around us, but to people in Tokyo, New York, all different places, it was just the thing. Like, And, honestly, it started from, like, MySpace. It was, like, you know, MySpace was a big like the was like the beginning of the blog area, I think. Mm-hmm. Like my post on MySpace photos and even we saw it from afar. Like we saw the kids in New York, like um like Teen Nerd with Tiana Taylor and mm-hmm. ASAP Bari and and um what's the kids? I always forget their names. Damn. Alien crew. Oh like, okay, yeah. We were in high school, MySpace era, seeing them in New York and be like, okay, like they on the same type of shit but just in New York. So seeing that that snowballed in the blogs. Um, then the blogs just snowballed into the clothing for real. Yeah, I mean, look, carrots. Well, and also ain't ain't shit funny is very dope as well. You know, you recently dropped that that collection too. That uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that shit's dope. I still gotta get. I want that damn the jacket. That varsity jacket was crazy, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got. It's, for us, it's just like. For me, I would say mm-hmm. clothing and that stuff is just like an exercise and like creativity. It's like I'll mm-hmm. call it all an art project. Like if I have an idea, I just make it happen. Um, it's dope, man. I, I think, you know, I'm glad that I have this space to kind of um, to do that and people appreciate it and buy it. And, you know, I, I think for me, I just always want to continue to just be creative and, and find different outlets, no matter what it is. Hats, T-shirts, shoes. Mm-hmm. The... I, that's that's what like really dope about it because I think a lot of people just definitely and I mean I'm I, even me included where it's like I'm, I doubt myself where I'm like I don't think I should and then you know hearing you just be like yeah I, I just put it out and I think that's 
I don't know. How did you get into that mentality of like, yo, I'm just going to do this? Um, I don't know, man. I think just since I was younger, like I've always just been like, if I, you know, when I, if I set a goal or if I have an idea, like I just want to see it through. Um, I think, you know, even growing up in LA, it's like, I've seen so much in front of me. Like, you know, I've seen Tyler, the creator go on and be a Grammy award winning artist. I've seen, um, you know, people I've went to high school with go to the NBA. Like I've seen people I go to high school with go to the NFL. Um, I just always, I never really thought something was impossible. Um, so yeah, I think that's just kind of what my mindset has always been. And I think I, I've applied that to myself in different ways. And, and, um, you know, I just, I, I never stopped going at it. That shoot. I wish that's, that's like, I think that's the hardest like life lesson I think people need to learn. Cause it took me two years to start this. Right. So, yeah. And then I'm now I'm like super consistent with it, but it was like the idea of becoming consistent or like, or and even just to cross the threshold to make this thing happen. Right. It was, I don't know. I don't, I, I think I was too afraid, like, like, which I'm pretty sure a lot of other people is like, you're too afraid to fail. So you don't try. And it's like the, when you see people who like, like Tyler said in like an interview, I think he said, uh, you shouldn't care if you put something out and nobody likes it, you should just care that you put it out. Cause what's the worst that could happen yeah. or something like that. And, and that mentality, I think it's just like, I don't think that's a common mentality. I think that's everybody's just always doubting themselves. Oh, well me for one. And for you yeah. to do that as yourself, that's just like, that's, that's big ass props, right? Props right there, man. No, nah, thanks man. I think, you know, um, that will kill you. I think you got to kind of go into anything with a little bit of confidence and, and just try your best. Um, I was listening to this podcast earlier and it just talked about like the difference between winning and losing is, is very, very small. It's like, it's all about repetition and, and consistency. Like if you continue to do something, um, you doing something every day, no matter if someone does it three times, no matter if someone does it better to you. Well, okay. Let me go back. <laughs> You might have someone who does something every other day. They might do it really, really well, but the person who does it consistently every day is just always going to be better. And they're putting more into the success uh, deposit box because they're doing it uh, repeatedly. And I think that's just something that, um, you know, stuck with me. And I just started that today, but I think it's something that is going to stick with me forever. And um, I think, you know, we all can achieve the things that we you know, dream about if we're just consistent with it and we keep pushing towards that goal. Um, that's been a constant theme in my life that I haven't really put my finger on until recently. But, you know, um, anything I've done in life is because I've done it all the time. Like, I was a kid who always read music magazines. Every month I bought a music magazine and it wasn't because I was reading the cover story or just looking at the pictures. I was looking at what the manager was talking about and what the engineer was talking about and even the writers. Like, I knew the writers and now, um, you know, I'm working with the writers and they're in different positions. And some of the writers are my mentors. It's because I really cared about what was behind the music. And um, that's just a testament to my life right now. So, yeah, man, um, just got to keep being consistent. Keep putting that consistency into your goals and you, you'll eventually um, achieve them. I think it's, it's funny. It used to sound really corny to me, like, oh, you got to make goals and set goals. But. 
you know, having a list of things that you want to do and mm-hmm. looking at that list every day and verbalizing that list every day is probably one of the keys to life, man, I think. And I learned that recently as well. Um, I just think having goals is, is super important. And um, I encourage anyone listening, you to just, you know, write your goals down, Sam, every morning. And, uh, you know, eventually you'll hit them. I, I, shoot. That's, I'm definitely, because like I've always think, I've always thought, well, I mean, not to shit on anybody that thinks that these are great, but I've always thought that like goal boards were like, pointless in my head and i never i never did it but until i started this like this year i want to say i was just like now and even you talking about i was like damn i should really make this goal board and i don't know do do you use goal boards well like or do you like do you just write them out i I want to um i I haven't i can't you know what i I probably was in the same boat with you thinking that was a little bit corny i think just because and it wasn't even that so much it was corny just how elaborate it had to be yeah but it's like bro you can literally just write them in your journal Write them on your, your whiteboard and look at that daily and verbalize that daily. That's enough. It's just having the intention about it and having attention to that detail. Um, that's all it's about, man. I think the way you do it is up to you. But um, but just having those goals is, is super key, man. I think that's – I really learned it recently, and I'm like, oh, shit. But I look back at my life, I'm like, oh, like the things I've accomplished, I kind of – I did say, oh, I want to do this or, oh, I want to do that. And, and you know, and it, it's come true in some form or fashion. I'm, I'm big into just like, if you want something to happen, you will, like, if you keep saying it or keep, like, keep having front of mind, it will happen. Like, I mean, I do this with like meeting people for some reason. <laughs> like, I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I want to meet, um, let's see, for example. Uh, well, I want to meet Dave Ortiz or have Dave Ortiz on my podcast. Yeah. So I, I, for like a year straight, I was just like, yeah, I can't, hopefully I'll get Dave. Then, you know, I reached out, get a response. And, you know, I think the, I took the steps to, to make the goal happen, but because that's only because I kept being like, it's front of mind. It's right here. I want to make this happen. And I think, you know, you subconsciously, you start making those steps and you inch closer and closer and closer, you know, um, it's, I like accomplishing stuff, especially in like a career is, is so much about be like, you have to be goal oriented or else you won't get far. Right. You'll just be stagnant. And I don't know. I think when you mm-hmm. become stagnant, people just be like, all right, man, I, like you start checking out people noticing you start checking out and it's not, it's not conducive to like, if you want to actually have like a long career in something, you know? Yeah. No, nah, you're right. <laughs> um, I'm I, so like, I don't know how you and J5 got together, but I know, I, like, you know, I'm, like I said, I've been listening to Black Prince. So, like, how did those two, how did how did you two connect to make this happen? Because, first of all, um, you're part of some of the most really good duos. So, it's it's you and Carrots and then you and J5. So, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, me and Justin kind of just connected over the internet. Um, you know, he was a writer at Complex and he was doing mm-hmm. some different things, writing in different places. And I just always thought you had a good perspective on things um, and, a, and a like-minded perspective. And we just became friends, honestly. Um, and that's just really how it kind of grew. Um, I remember he moved to LA. We kind of hung out a few times and, um, you know, he worked with me at one point when we were at like an agency. So he's just always been one of those guys that I just appreciate just how they think about the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I like to keep those people close. No, yeah, it's all about that, like, one, one other thing that will push you far is having people that will 
you know, make your foundation, but also, you know, will will help you move forward. Like you, when you see them doing well, you'd be like, yo, I got to do well too. Like, you know, like, yeah. I think that that's like, J- Justin's definitely J- J5's like, he's definitely one of these dudes that, you know, he doesn't stay still. He's always like, what's the next move? And you can, you feel like, I mean, when I talk to him, you feel it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, he's, he's a good motivator. Good. Just a good friend overall. Um, mm-hmm. Very thankful for meeting him. I think even with just the black print and what we've done in the podcast front, um, we wouldn't be doing this without him. I think there's been times where I haven't been the most motivated around it, but um, he's always reminded me of the reasons why we do it. And, mm-hmm. and I appreciate him for that. Yeah, facts. I mean, you guys building the empire, in my opinion. I think it's a, it's a, it's definitely you guys are filling a, a void in, in voice because, like, like even if it's just life stuff that you guys talk about, which I think is is awesome. Like, who's who's next is gonna be like you. You gotta, as soon as you turn off that podcast, your podcast, you're gonna go to Joe Button and listen to Joe Button just yell at you all all day. Like, <laughs> is it, yeah, no. Nah, I'm glad you mentioned that too. I think, you know, there's always room for different voices in this space. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all, it's like TV. You can't watch the same thing every day. So I'm glad we, you know, able to provide some variety to it, um, to what's going on. No facts. The, I mean, well, back to sneakers, right? So like, I don't know if you're, are you very current? Like, what is what is your process? Have you ever waited on lines for kicks? Like, or you, or are you just like I, you invoice people? No, I was just saying you invoice boys. No. Like that's that's what we call people. Who um, get, get the email. <laughs> yeah, I got some invoice boys. Um, it's funny. I just I just got my born and raised uh, SBs yesterday. It just came, but uh-huh. um, but yeah, I was like on a friends and family list. Um, RIP sponsor. Shout out to all the guys over there, Alex, Brian. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the last time I waited in line for a shoe. <laughs> or even when I've waited in line for a shoe. Like, I think all my life I've just been lucky to know people in the right place and kind of just have a hookup of some sort. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as sneakers, like, I don't, like, I'm not a Jordan guy, so I'm not, like, waiting for the Jordans to come out or anything like that. Um, the last, I guess, hype kind of shoe that I got was... Um, Oh, I got the, the, the Terror Squad Air Forces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even those, like, they did, like, a raffle at, at, at Undefeated out here. And I was like, oh, a raffle? Like, what the fuck? So I just ended up going to Kith. They just had them. And honestly, yeah. the Kith didn't even have, have them out. They had them in the back still. And I just asked somebody. And they're like, oh, yeah, what size you need? So um, I try to stay away from lines and raffles. Like, if it's that, then I just, I'll probably miss out or I'll just buy it on StockX. Um, <laughs> I just don't have the time, honestly. And, like, right, this has yeah. never been my thing. And I, I like to your, your my point or your point. I think I'm not a hype shoe guy. Like the mm-hmm. shoes I wear are just very much classic sneakers. Um, there's not too much that like there's not too many sneakers that I want um, that are like overly prized. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not not necessarily talking about hype sneakers. I'm all about. Uh, especially like if the listeners know this, like I'm all about just like if a shoe hits you and like. Like if it connects with you, then that's like that's how I spend my money because I know like, yeah. you know, especially like because I grew up in the SB days too, so like it was literally just every SB that drop, I gotta have it, I gotta have it, I gotta have it, and then you you know, I mean, 
when you broke, you broke. So like, you know, you start moving stuff around and you realize, okay, I can't live off of 7-Eleven sandwiches for two weeks again because I want to get yeah. these kicks. So I, I was now I'm in, I've ever, ever since that moment where I had that realization where, cause like I sold two, I think I sold like three pairs of sneakers and it was like four months in, like in between eat like yeah. me selling the pairs and i was just like i i can't be like check to check and then have the sneakers because i'm gonna end up selling them to pay a bill so i was always just like that's real yeah so i was always just like you know if the shoe if i have the money and and i like the shoe and i want the shoe or even if it means something to me then i'll spend my money i don't just be like all right here you go blah 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 you know what's the hot, yeah. hot shit let me get it you know yeah, I have so many Air Forces. I, I got to a point where it's like, I don't have the space for this shit no more. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to, like, sell shoes and just, like, you know, some of this shit just isn't worth anything to anybody. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Nah, donate think, them, man. You got to donate them. Yeah, donating them is definitely an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I, I definitely have gotten out, of, gotten out of the habit of just buying shoes just to buy them. Um, the last shoe that I was like, oh, I need that was probably the... Um, the Nike footscapes that just came out. Yeah, the, the I've cow, always been a fan of that. Yeah, cow the cowhide joints. Yeah, I've always been a fan of that shoe. And I never had a pair. And um, when these came out, I was like, oh, I need them. And I've probably worn them a couple of times, but I probably won't wear them ever again, honestly. <laughs> Are you, uh, well, because I know the leather, it's inside the interior is like leather, right? Are you like, all right, yeah. I'm going to just barefoot these and let them rock out? Nah, I wore them with socks. <laughs> I'm not really a barefoot guy. I don't. Like, even when I wear my Crocs, I always wear socks. Oh, civilized. Because a lot of people out here, they be like, they be like, nah, man, we, we rocking these. They they look like they smell. Like, I don't know how people do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's wild. I mean, I don't know. I never, I, so I don't mess with Crocs. Um, even though I was very close to buying the Carrots Crocs. Because, like, it's the only one that I actually, like, was like, all right, this, yeah. this is kind of dope. But I don't like Crocs at all. And it's... I could, I can't, I can't, I don't, I, I can't even explain like, like how did this craze even happen? But, and I get that they're comfortable, but I don't know. That's Something about is, me though. don't do it, man. Nah, that's what it is. I mean, for me, it's just a comfortable throw on a little shoot, run, run some errands, take out the trash. Um, I have the carrots ones. I have like all the Salehi, the Salehi ones. Um, yeah. I have like four colors of those. I was kind of like, you know, it's just something to throw on. Like, I, I wouldn't, like, throw them on to fit and go to work or anything like that. But <laughs> if I got to go to the, you know, grocery store real quick, that's the perfect shoe. You got you to gotta put it. You got to bring those to Rock Nation, the Rock Nation brunch. They let those. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm surprised somebody <laughs> hasn't done it already. <laughs> but I, I mean, the only person that could probably do it would probably be Salehi. They'd be like, yo, they're my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... Like, has there ever been a moment where, like, an artist hooked you up with, like, a pair, too? Yeah, no, nah, man. Shout out to um, Travis Scott. Definitely hooked me up with a few pair of his sneakers before. Um, who else? That's really it, honestly. I'm trying to think you of took Drake, sneakers. You took Drake to go cop some car- carrots and peas. And peas yeah. and carrots. And he still ain't hooked you up with a OVO? Nah. Um, shout out to Drake. Shout out to the OVO. I, I don't have any pair of the, the OVO, anything. I actually should have got... I wanted to get the um, the Air Forces he put out. Mm-hmm. But I got, like, so many white pair of Air Forces. I was like, this isn't necessary. Um, but shout out to Drake. Shout out to OVO. The album's cool. I fuck with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'll take. I'll keep my my opinions off this off the off the album. It's just all it's right. all right. It's all right. That's it. That's all we get. That's all you. I'm yeah. not Anthony Fantano. I, I don't like okay. nobody's coming here to to be like what. <laughs> nah, like, <laughs> but uh, it, I mean it's that's it, it's crazy that you. Well, first it's crazy you were able to just like get uh Travis Scott's gift. Like, well, he hooked you up with those because I mean that's that's nah, a first. Travis is my dog. Travis yeah. is my dog. All the Cactus Jack kids, dudes, those are mm-hmm. people I came up with um, who are, you know, just uh, established a, a friendship throughout the years. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, and it's funny, too, because it's like I, I'm not, I'm not like I said, I don't wear a lot of Jordans, but mm-hmm. I want the low top black ones and he got he came through for me. So, you know, he's always been able to he's always picked up the phone when I'm back. So I appreciate As, that. I mean, that's so dope. I don't. I don't even know like a world where that's an, a possibility for anybody, even in my circle, where they'd like they'd be like, "Yo, man, I got I got my own Jordan coming out." Be like, "Really?" <laughs> it's possible, man. You gotta set that goal. Okay, I'm gonna have to or start. Someone in your circle gotta set that goal. <laughs> I'm gonna start telling all my friends, be like, "Yo, man, you got. I need you to want to be. I need you to want to get big enough to get a Jordan collab." <laughs> um, the, I mean, it's, it's wild. Like, you know, we, you know, you, you're working in music and now like the, the whole cross pollination of, I mean, at the end of the day, I always, con- I always contribute like sneaker culture and hip hop culture go hand in hand. And, you know, it, it's wild that you're able to like work in music, especially with now where like brands are just specifically looking to work with you know, artists and stuff like that to make stuff happen. It's, it's, it's super wild. Like, I don't know, like, I have, like, have you been able to see some stuff like firsthand? Yeah. I mean, I think this whole cross pollination started not too long ago and I've seen it from the beginning. Um, uh, yeah, man, I think, you know, like when I was working with Casey veggies and we first went over to Puma, it was like Puma had Rihanna and Meek Mill and Casey really. So it was like, just to see how that, how they grew that business and how Puma is like now, I mean, they've always been a player in the, the sports business, but not in the culture space. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing that firsthand was really dope. Seeing the Fenty, the first Fenty sneaker launch and the slide launch first and how that was a big hit. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of that stuff up close and, and thought, you know, this is, this is the next generation. Um, I remember really early on, I was at an agency and it's like, I think this was the first time we started thinking like, Hey, you know, artists are the new athlete mm-hmm. and you know now that's like more true more than ever um you know if you look at the shoe landscape there's probably more artists well i wouldn't say that exactly but there's a ton of artists with shoe deals um just as many as athletes so mm-hmm. um it's all about you know if you can push the product or not and, and if you can influence the masses and you know artists have more chances at that more cooler chances, you know, especially with the rise of social media and just, mm-hmm. you know, how fast music and movies travel. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, you can even look at like, well, Tyler with golf, like the idea of just the way he branched out to where, you know, he's multi, I want to say like multifaceted, multi, like a multifaceted yeah. creative, I want to say. The, like, when he first started doing like his converses and, and the the uh, the odd future converses and stuff like that, and then from there, just like branching out into making his own brand, like the 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 way that music 
artists are able to just be more i want to say like just design based because like i mean it, when you come to when it comes to like basketball players obviously the sneakers are going to be more about the 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 technology within the shoe you know yeah no and that's the thing it's like artists are are, are, are um when you look at our artists and what they've done they're easier to get to i think mm-hmm. you know it's hard to be like almost oh, I'm gonna play like LeBron, but it's like, oh, I can, I can dress like Tyler. I think that's a closer, um, a closer relationship. Um, and yeah, shout out to Tyler. I think he's just, you know, one of those, he's a genius, man. Like that, I've never met another person like him. Um, I'm excited for everything he does. The lacoste mm-hmm. drop just happened last week, and that was super dope. And I love what he's doing with Golf Lafleur, and you know, even just what he's doing, you know, in the music and space with the the festival i think all that shit is just like super dope and um he's just top notch top tier i agree i agree i also think he's a genius too and i don't know if you ever listened to his episode of dissect or his season of dissect you ever listen mm-hmm. to it yo that yeah. you know that 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 podcast is like one of my favorites especially because just like how in-depth they get with the music but like when you when you when they did tyler's season of like how he worked his how he worked the music to like also be a message as well. Like it was just, I was like, this dude's a genius, man. Like it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listen, now we're at the, towards the end of the podcast. I do ask another question and that question involves for you to take a, take a, a trip down memory lane back, you know, back to, to, to you getting that first pair of kicks, uh, the, the gloves. Um, so I want you to, Envision yourself, you, young Josh Pease, about to open that box. Now you're you, current Josh Pease, right behind yourself, your younger self. What would you tell your younger self as they open that box? Um, watch out for that shit on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's funny, man. Um, just, you know, I think. Who I was in is very much who I am now. Um, mm-hmm. I think if anything, I'll some save his money. Don't spend it all on sneakers. Um, not that I have in my past, but I think, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay. You know, some of these shoes I love, a lot of these shoes I don't love. Um, mm-hmm. But it's more so just about the experience and, and you know, having something to show for it. So save. Save up, Tell young young peas. Save up, man. I, yo, mm-hmm. Josh, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, man. Uh, huge honor, like I said. And for everybody, for everybody out there, you know what we say each week: wear your kicks. Peace. <laughs>